Hey guys, welcome to the Healthy Empath Podcast. Today I'm talking to my friend Damien Orvananos. Uh, we end up talking about birth trauma, and I love that topic so much, and he shares a, a great story there and his experience with it, and the Mother Earth, the Divine Feminine. We talk about trauma in general, we talk about therapy, and how, you know, how do we define these words, as well as some other cool stuff in there. I truly hope you enjoy. If you can leave a five-star review, and send me a screenshot of it and email it to me at mike at healthyempath.com. And I will send you a, a pretty cool meditation I just recently created about connecting with you, the book of your life. And I, I went through a similar meditation and was able to have a, a wonderful experience and connect with my soul and learn some stuff. I'm not saying my experience will be the same as yours, but it's a cool meditation and you'll be helping me out with that review. So Enjoy the show, guys. Stay connected with me on Instagram at the Healthy Empath. Be on the lookout for future episodes and enjoy. Okay, welcome everyone to the Healthy Empath podcast. Today, I am joined by my friend Damien Orvanianos. Uh, he is a therapist. He's a you know a friend of mine. I've worked with him in a few different ways. You know his. Uh, therapy and healing work, and also doing some kung fu and qigong with him. And he's studied. Um, a little bit of everything it seems like when it comes to spirituality and healing and all that kind of stuff and very very well versed in all these different topics so i'm excited to have him on here today and just you know see how we got into all this and share some of that knowledge with us so damien uh, again welcome for being here and would you mind giving us your professional bio and after that just getting into more of your kind of like healing journey or the healer's, healer's journey whatever you want to share from that aspect as well Sure, Mike. Thanks for uh, having me on your show. It's an honor to be here. Um, sure, for sure. My, my professional background, I studied psychology in uh, Sussex University in the UK. And then I went on to do a master's degree in holistic science and philosophy, also in England. And then I went into professional trainings in psychotherapy uh, in uh, transpersonal, uh, integral body psychotherapy in Mexico City. Um, and uh, over the past three, recently, the last three years, I am currently undergoing also a professional certification in uh, something called ontogonic body-mind therapy, which is um, a combination of uh, transpersonal therapy and uh, spirituality integrated into a very beautiful uh, gestalt um, that's for my professional, like academic uh, background. But since I was uh, 16, I went into the, you know, spiritual or personal journey, spiritual path. I underwent a very deep transformation that uh, initially lasted four years. I studied uh, Qigong, psychotherapy, uh, shamanism, and specifically Tibetan Tantric Buddhism by Rayana. And that really went deep uh, into an unexplored world for me, but I, it felt so at home. I had so many transformative experiences doing my own healing work of uh, trauma of my birth. I, uh, I was born uh, premature at uh, six and a half months. So I had a very traumatic birth. I spent uh, m more than a few weeks in an incubator and then I had complications all, all over my, my first year. So uh, that later on in my early adolescence, that, that drove me to therapy because I was starting to become very uh, inclined to, to uh, 
addiction. So that took me to therapy right away. And I just unpacked all that, all that trauma. Um, into, and uh, the approach that I did, uh, that I underwent myself, and later I, I developed professionally a career out of, was uh, something that used to be called body psychotherapy. Now, recently, it's been called somatic psychotherapy, but it's not the same thing. And basically what it entails is bringing your experience uh, into the body, healing in the body, inside the body, in the, in the, in the, in the somatic experience. And then through there, the entire uh, spectrum of uh, consciousness, um, uh, the mental uh, sphere, the emotional sphere, the symbolic sphere, the transpersonal sphere, existential sphere, everything brings, comes into the body. And uh, the goal is to allow a flow conscious flow of, of life force, uh, key, prana, vitality, however you want to call it, consciously in the body to, to come to a state of, of health. So I kind of started my, uh, in my own process when I was a teenager first for the first four years. Then I went on to college and, uh, and university and master's. And then now I'm kind of coming full circle into professional training. And in all this kind of 25 years of uh, investigation of myself. I made a career out of it. I, I, I went to university. Um, but fantastically, it, it's kind of all coming full circle back to the idea that the, the academic work uh, or professional training, quote unquote, uh, in my view, is not so important as, as, as personal experience. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that. I, I remember parts of that story actually we but i didn't realize six and a half months like that's that's really early um you know especially here with you know susie do and a week or so i can imagine she was the baby was born months ago like that's wow yeah. and I'm, I'm actually just very fascinated with birth trauma in general um because you know if you do come full term and just you know with the, the westernized hospitals and just the, the way the kind of the spirit has been taken from birth um it, it becomes itself very traumatic. So before I go into some of the other questions I had about uh, your, you know, your story, can you share a little bit more about that birth trauma and, you know, in your, from your experience and then also maybe other people you work with, what's happening to the baby on this body psychosomatic level uh, when these things are happening? Wow. This is a huge question. Like we, we could speak for hours about this uh, <laughs> uh, topic only, but basically, uh, there is a lot of evidence now to support the idea that uh, consciousness exists in the fetus before birth, of course, uh, especially during the last trimester. So there is already consciousness happening. And the symbolic um, ritual of being born, <clears throat> the baby, if uh, it's a full-term birth and it's a natural birth, um, the baby has to make a big, big effort to be born. Uh, it's a uh, suddenly pressure becomes unbearable and the baby has to use all uh, his or her resources to, to push and come out. So it's the first major archetypal death of, of, of the baby. Like you have like a death and rebirth, you know, it's not just like a birth in the sense that it's like, okay, start, we, we begin, you know, when you come out, life begins, life began before being born. And the process of birth is a death of all the known uh, experience of the baby. And then you have to kind of die because it's a very, it's a painful, frightening, terrifying experience. 
and then you come out the other side. And if you manage to have a normal, uh, let's say, natural birth, you as a human being will acquire a lot of uh, confidence and trust in your own process of being able to overcome big obstacles, existential obstacles, so to speak. If you don't have a natural birth, as in if you're born through a C-section or if you're born premature, if there is fetal suffering or maternal suffering, these are all added layers of uh, trauma that sooner or later the person will have to to deal with in therapy one way or another. No? And I'm saying therapy in a very, very broad sense uh, because many things can become therapeutic. Yeah, I do want to talk about that word therapy future um, in the, as we go on. But I, I mean, just I've had chills the entire time you've been explaining this. <laughs> There, there is a, the, if you want to go back to the beginning of who started writing about this stuff, uh, his name was Otto Rank, uh, R-A-N-K. He was one of actually Freud's uh, disciples. And this guy, he wrote a book with, which is actually called The Trauma of Birth. So he, he, he like, he's the main beginner. And then um, Stanislav Grof uh, has done a lot of research into birth with his uh, holotropic birthing, uh, breathing things this whole model so he's he made like this kind of thing he called perinatal matrices that he actually maps the stages of development in, in the fetus and so he that's a really good way to go about it if you're interested in that I, I, that's where i would go um so yeah uh so my my story i i pretty much i remember my birth i uh i, I through hypnosis and therapy and psychedelics, I started kind of to put together the picture of remembering my birth. And so I remember the, the, the original moment, the trauma, the feelings. My mother almost died giving birth. Uh, so there was a lot of fear there. And that created a wound for my life later to relating with, with, with uh, women and, and females in general. Um, yeah, it's a, it was part of my karma, I guess you could say. I had to learn to, to, to work through. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And so a couple questions. Well, one of them is, yeah, this, this idea is just kind of fascinating that, you know, our birth is also like that first death, right? And just the, you know, that kind of cycle that we're always in. And, you know, most people won't, don't think of that, you know, as you're being born is also, yeah, the, the first kind of type of death experience too, right? Just going from this known to the unknown, you're in this you know, say, well, might not always be safe if the mother's, you know, hyper stress and in a, not in a safe environment, but typically, you know, you're in this just safe little bubble of darkness and warmth and being taken care of and floating around. And then all of a sudden you, yeah, have to squeeze out there and then in being born into, right, the unknown who, yeah, who knows what uh, is going to happen. I first learned about this in a session with someone uh, doing some healing work and she, you know, going into her body and her feeling just kind of depressed and not uh, kind of a lack of that zest for life. And then, you know, tuned into it. And, um, you know, the memories that came up was being born with her cord, umbilical cord around her neck and coming out blue. Um, and then, so there was a, a wound or a trauma there that, you know, she was 30 something now and mm -hmm. still had this kind of like, not really wanting to live that part of her that existed that didn't really want to and that was connected to that so that's when I first kind of really learned about that and was fascinated and then uh so the second well another question is 
So when you were doing that healing and then having to do all that, like, did, was that a lot to do with the feminine and like uh, the mother wound and, you know, reconnecting to like mother earth and allowing yourself to be like cared for or, lo- or loved on this earth. Cause I was, you know, a lot of some of the work that I was doing in, in Mexico the second time around with you. And when I was going through that crazy <laughs> transformation, when I was, yeah, that you were witnessing on a weekly basis. <laughs> um, so yeah, anyway, the, uh, I don't know if I got the question out there, but yeah, did yeah. what what did you learn from that? Did you have to reconnect with the mother, with the divine feminine, like or safety? How did that come about? Yeah, I guess uh, the the idea of uh, the archetypal figure of feminine and masculine is always present in us, and birth is the first one because the mother, physical mother, and then being born into the world. Ideally, the world should become your mother when you are born. In this moment, you should, you should come to a point where you feel accepted and feel safe. Uh, and this this contact with the external mother uh, when your mother brings you into her breast. Um, so there is this kind of entire archetypal experience. But uh, in my in my in my personal experience, what happened was I was uh, terrified basically because death was uh, looming. It was there. I wasn't ready. Like and uh, so I had this very very deep insecurity deep deep insecurity i was a very insecure child i was a very insecure kid and my my relationship with uh, women and, and and the feminine in general was very um uh, <clears throat> distance at best because i had this belief deep down in my core that i had almost killed my mom because of me she died you know when we when i was born so i had this deep Thing that I had to work through in therapy and uh, still to this day they, they, I can see some stuff in my relationships with women um, thank God not not so much I think I have more more or less healthy relationships now uh, but what happened uh, this insecurity Mike this is why I went into martial arts because I needed to become grounded in my body and uh, come into my co- into contact with the earth and to my body um, and I, I had a very, very deep uh, therapeutic session, which is actually the time where I decided that this is what I wanted to do in my life. I basically connected with the primal fear, terror of death. And I <clears throat> pretty much, I, I lost my mind. I, I became crazy. Uh, but it lasted momentarily for a few minutes. And then when I came about, I was running in a field in Spain. I would do this therapy in Spain. We were in the room working, shouting, you know, doing body therapy. And suddenly I, I connected with the fear and uh, my, my teacher came into my ear and, and he created this very, very terrified shriek, you know, <laughs> into my ear. He did it and I just connected with this explosion of terror and I was lost. Oh, I remember just, and then when I came back and my consciousness came back from this open space of empty love, boom. I was running in the field, like a couple hundred yards. I mean, my, my body just sprung up and left the room. And my teacher was running behind me, kind of catching up. And for the first time in my life, I, 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 I collapsed. I, I collapsed and I felt the, the ground on my feet. We were in Galicia, in a beautiful part of Spain. You know? And I, for the first time in my life, I felt welcome uh, by the earth, by Gaia. You know, like, I, okay, I belong in this planet. <laughs> And I just cried. I cried. I, I lied down on the ground and I was like just muddy and just rainy and I just loved it. And so my teacher came and he just, I just saw his head, you know, 
I was lying down. He said, yeah. And he just looked at me and he said, okay, when you finish, you just come back in the, in the, in the group. Okay. And, and, but I felt connected to the mother for the first time in my life. And from then on, uh, I literally have had an easier time being in my body, embodied in my experience. So yeah, the trauma of birth needs to be healed. And let me just say, uh, there is a fantastic therapy. If you guys are interested in any of this type of work, which I think we should all do, uh, it's called uh, either rebirthing or uh, the original was called the primal scream by this guy called uh, Arthur Janov. And uh, he still does, the, they, they still run his uh, workshops and they're fantastic. And so any You're type of breathing therapy, any type of breathing therapy, rebreath work, a lot of new breath work modalities that are popping up, they they take you to that level. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I, I do remember you sharing a couple of those when we talked about that. Um, yeah, when I went last last year, last winter, um, and I also shared my experience with uh, the you know the Timus call and you know when when the Mother Earth you know it opened up and I saw so clearly I was in the womb and she just said to me you know what kind of world do you want to be born back into. I was like, oh my gosh. And like when after it, I did feel like a baby that just like came out of the womb, right? I was like, you know, weak, hardly like move and just like a little baby deer or something. But um, yeah, I, lo- I love your stories. This is really what I want a large emphasis of this podcast to be about is these healing stories because I, I love hearing them. It just like, you know, lights my whole body up. And whenever somebody has the capacity to share them like you do, they, to me, that's the sign of somebody who is doing the work, right? They've been in it. Um, yeah, you read a lot of book, you studied with a lot of people, but you most importantly have been in your own healing experience and that's where your wisdom comes from. So those are the kinds of people that I, I want on this show and that I want to talk to. And one more last note about the birthing experience. We're So for this next baby, Bodie, we're planning, yeah, we're doing a home birth. We have, it's just going to be like, you know, a midwife, um, obviously, well, me, Susie, my mom, and then one other person um, who is going to be there kind of playing multiple roles in terms of being able to support medically, but then also more, you know, energetically and shamanically, if you will. Um, she's not shaman or anything, but anyway, that's, so that's how we have it set up. And um, I, I, I've recently been doing some, um, kind of birth trauma, uh, healing and about, you know, about the things that, you know, my primal wounds, it wasn't just the birth itself. Uh, that's part of it, but kind of like the medical inter- interventions afterwards, you know, being a very highly sensitive soul that left a very, you know, dramatic impact on me. And I, so I was, you know, just recently doing healing experiences around this and reclaiming the innocence and reclaiming my you know, manhood and adulthood. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so yeah, I'm just imagining now, like I'm, gonna have my drum and my flute and we're gonna have this like ceremony when he's born and I just want to do anything possible to make it the most safe yeah. and supportive loving environment just you know welcome here and it's all oh, I wrote that down that was incredible and he said you know when you're born now the world becomes your mother like that's how of course you know you actually go to your physical mother but then there's you know this spiritual mother too and so that really really stuck out to me so do you have any do you, yeah do, have you heard anything about like what is an optimal birth look like? And, you know, you mentioned too, it looks like, you know, it seems like people who have the most natural birth are going to be a little more inherently resilient. Um, so mm-hmm. yeah, I just want to make sure for the best experience possible. Well, 
if we talk about it in terms of archetypes, you have the masculine and the feminine, which are the main ones. And of course, the physical mother is the main, the main archetype, which is life, which we could call attractive or power. The father is also crucial. And the role of the father or, 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 or Shiva or consciousness, the masculine side, is present in the birth of a baby always. And I think the role is to, to hold space, literally, to hold that space for us men. I think uh, once and for all is to realize that uh, women are better made. They are superior beings, <laughs> biologically, spiritually, energetically. And our role is to, to hold them, to love them, to, <laughs> to be thankful that they choose to love us uh, and to hold the space. So being able to hold the space for her and the baby is a crucial role because I think what can happen in, uh, during birth for a woman, it is such a powerful, or it can be such a powerful experience in terms of the um, hormone cascade, uh, the neurotransmitter um, a release, uh, adrenaline levels, dopamine levels, oxytocin levels, uh, serotonin. It's just cr crazy what, what goes on for a woman. Uh, literally, the entire pelvis opens. And that means that all the lower chakras, the dantian, everything opens. There is a flow of love coming in from the from the earth to her because even though she's pushing this is the moment in a woman's life where she becomes one with with the world because she's giving life so uh, uh, traditionally it's called uh, uh in spanish it's uh giving birth one of the we say dar a luz which means uh, giving light or uh is literally a possibility for the woman to become liberated spiritually you know, it's like a chance for liberation, really. Usually human beings, we have a, a shot at liberation when we die. Uh, we have the biggest opportunity to come into our Buddha nature or our true nature. And the techniques for this are basically the Tibetan techniques of Powa and consciousness transference, etc. Um, the Tibetans are the masters of dying. But in birth, women have this chance. Of course, men, we don't have this opportunity. But as a woman, the woman can, can go into this state of total surrender, total loss of control through love. And uh, just because it's the ultimate expression of love, the ultimate sacrifice, you know. And, and if, if she just surrenders to the experience and opens up to it, the level of uh, chemical uh, processes, uh, Kundalini awakening or chakra activation, like the whole structures of her soul, they will become active. And if the baby is born into that, the electrical, uh, neuronal field, uh, emotional field, the uh, soul uh, experience of the baby's consciousness will experience that consciously as the coming into the world. So the more love, the more release, the more surrender you guys are able to provide in this moment, uh, the baby will have a better chance at uh, gaining his liberation later in life. Um, you know, you, I, I imagine you, you and Zuzi know, like the, the natural birth is like, a, like a climbing up a staircase. Slowly, slowly, she will go ascending into different levels of consciousness and enjoyment and bliss and pain and all this. But gradually, gradually, she will climb into more climax or climatic 
experiences of uh, consciousness more integrated more and more integrated more and more and more open until she will have to just lose herself if she does this um the what what the stories i have been told is that the women they come into this point of non-duality they reach the non-dual consciousness and light uh, what the tibetans call the, the clear light uh which is true our true nature rigpa is it is and if that is a place, uh, if she's holding this space and the baby comes there, is uh, you have a shot at uh, having a little Buddha in your family. <laughs> no? That's magical. <sighs> yeah. And, uh, I've, I've been feeling this right uh, doing that, the work I was doing and, you know, reconnecting to, to my innocence. Yeah, the, the birth of this baby really felt um, connected to that. Um, just symbolic of and also just you know an action-oriented way for me to reclaim my innocence through the the honoring of his um sorry lucan number one <laughs> but uh now he lucan turned up pretty darn amazing but you know yeah there was uh it, it, the, the birth did turn a bit traumatic and then did have to go to a hospital um so yeah, we'll see what happens here. And I, I think the importance of doing this kind of like healing work to, you know, to reconnect with, um, you know, your body and safety and the mother for the woman before birth, well, would probably increase the chances of having um, a birth more like that, but also just so a lot of all the mothers don't feel bad. <laughs> this is something that you are not out of, not in control of, you know, the baby a lot of times has another directive. You have this beautiful plan, you're gonna do a natural home birth, you're gonna do this and that. Well, that soul might want something otherwise that your soul agreed to. So just let go and surrender <laughs> either way. Um, that's, yeah, great stuff. I love it. I love it. I want this episode to be live to share it with Suze and everyone. So I'm probably gonna do that soon. So moving on, though, I want to talk about uh, trauma and therapy in general. So can you talk, you know, what to you, what is trauma? And then also maybe compared to a classical definition or whatever you, you know you learned in your schooling and give us a little overview of, of what trauma is we talk, it's become so popular now we talk about it all the time trauma work and mm-hmm. all these people who aren't licensed therapists i guess like myself you know are doing trauma work and it's just yeah um, what's going on here mm-hmm. yeah um i guess in very simple terms the one way to describe health is to say that the health is contact and um, loss of contact is not healthy. So trauma would be loss of contact. Anything you do that uh, prevents you from connect, making contact, connecting with your body, with your emotions, with the moment. And ultimately, the, the trauma we want to heal is the trauma that made us separate from our true nature, from our true self. That was the original trauma, or you can say the original sin, or the 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 in, in Dzogchen Tibetan terms they call it Marikpa, uh, which is the separation from our conscious, our true nature. So it's like a division, a dissociation, separation. So why does this happen when uh, a organism is uh, experiencing reality and reality has too much? Is uh, like an overload. There is either too much of a stimulus in uh, in life, like a loud noise or or, or 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 I don't know sound. Immediately, your body will will separate from this separation, 
And if the if the stimulus is too much, too much, too much, that is constant over time, uh, or if it's an ambiguous message that you don't understand, like somebody tells you they love you, but then they hit you, and then they love you, and then they hit you, it's like confusing. In order to maintain integrity, you separate yourself, you divide your experience, and then you create a, a, an unconscious part and a conscious part. And in, the, in this world, in this planet we live in, every human being, uh, because of the way the planet works, which is not very healthy, we have to create this separation. Socially, uh, uh, we are invited or, or indoctrinated to do this. It's called having a personality. <laughs> and so trauma is part of uh, everybody. We all, every person, every walking, living being uh, is traum traumatized in this way. And it's a, it's a separation of, of who we are. And so like uh, the way to heal is to accept and to embrace the experience because the experience is who we are. We just denied it because it was too painful to, to feel, to observe. Maybe you have seen Lucan uh, sometimes in doing things in his life. Suddenly there might be something that he doesn't understand. Or, or something that scares him or catches him off guard. And the bo little boys or girls, they will freeze for a second. They kind of freeze. They don't know what to do. And then they just continue. They just keep going like if nothing happened. You can say, okay, there uh, a trauma was created. There was a separation that he didn't understand. He's present, uh, he's here and now. He's like, uh, I, don't know, I don't know how to make sense of this. But then the here and now just continue. Um, and a little bit of his consciousness got separated and got stuck somewhere in the body. Like yesterday, so he, when the uh, at the playground, the the he wanted to play with these girls, and then the mother wouldn't let them, and he was so confused and so sad, and just didn't want to play with anyone for the rest of the day. He's only two and a half, for example. And that's a big a big thing for 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 him. Like, why no? Why is the world so mean? But if he's allowed to express the sadness and accept the sadness and be sad then there's no trauma because he's feeling his experience. But if, if he were to be taught, I know it's not your case, but if he were to be taught, no, you don't have to cry. Boys don't cry. You have to be, you know, toughen up, whatever, bullshit. You know? um, then trauma happens because he's not allowed, he's denied his experience. So, so we're all traumatized in this way. And the way to heal paradox, paradoxically is to re- experience the trauma we have to relive the trauma this is what shadow work is about this is what trauma work is about this is what somehow in some way you have to go through the trauma again but this time accept it um, and say okay yeah this fear is mine this terror is mine guilt whatever shame uh, i accept it and then it no longer controls me, it no longer drives me, it no longer has any power because it's already mine. So this is, this is the essential, I think, uh, point of, of, of trauma work, of shadow work, of psychedelic therapy, etc. Yeah, thank you for that explanation. I like it. And something that recently came up for me that I was sharing about trauma is this concept of uh, soul trauma and how you know anything that you are doing that is incongruent with you know, your soul is a form of trauma and i like your 
um, explanation of the loss of contact. I hadn't heard it put like that. Um, and so, yeah, anytime we're, yeah, we want to express ourselves as, you know, a, a children, right? If something resonates with our soul and we want to express that and we're denied that, that's a trauma. Um, and then, yeah, they, all these soul trauma things. So I really enjoy that um, explanation. And then, so therapy too, there's so many different kinds of therapy uh, that can mean a lot of, a lot of different things. So how do you define therapy? Cause a lot, a lot of people in the West, they think that means sitting, you know, doing like talk therapy with a psychotherapist and that's yeah. not, the, that's not what that word means. So what, what's your take on it? Yeah, that, that's a great question. Thank you for, for giving me a chance to explain that because it's, I think it's very necessary. Uh, therapy comes originally from the Greek uh, word. And therapy was um, also a type of paian, uh, a type of song. But the therapists were like a group of, um, of healers that would be very much similar to a shaman, a, a mediator between the, the, the gods and the men, uh, women and people. And so uh, therapists, their job was to, to bring together, to bring together the spiritual and the, and the profane, the, the ethereal and the physical, the do, any duality in bring together. So again, we're talking about contact, about integration. Uh, in my view, following my teacher's uh, uh, way of seeing things, I, I think therapy should be the more integral it is, the more broad uh, it is, it, the better. So therapy should integrate the mind, but also the emotions, but also the body, but also the symbolic uh, oniric dream world but also the energetic and uh, spiritual aspect but also the existential uh, uh, working with the ancestry all the more holistic or integral uh, an approach is i think the better the therapy um so so therapy is any 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 discipline any any personal endeavor that reconnects you um and I think psychology is terribly under uh, overrated as a therapeutic tool uh, because, well, in short, psychology today is uh, under a very, very weird uh, idea that it has to be scientific. And to be scientific needs to be objective. And it's a, it's a oxymoron, it's a stupid idea that the mind and the consciousness has no physicality so you cannot so in, in psychology they just throw that away all that so i think uh therapy today you should seek for it in uh, not in academic circles so much as in professional private institutions um, there are a lot of therapies a lot of psychotherapies and not all of them work so it's a, it's a bit of a mess this whole uh, globalization of spirituality and uh, alternative holistic new age uh, offers there's so much that it's easy to get lost um, that's a tough question but um, ideally find someone look for someone who has an academic background but also has a, a personal experience uh, professional training in uh, private institutions I think these are going to be the best therapies yeah yeah, I think well, I think you did a great job of explaining all that, and even just like with the the, the words trauma and therapy, and just in terms of simplicity, 
and I mean, I love this, right? Like the loss of contact or you know, separation. All right. So what is the opposite of therapy? Bringing it together. <laughs> yeah. Anything that reconnects you, the re- reintegration. And that's, uh, you know, what, what I experience on you know, my sessions with people and that's really what's just happening. I mean, when I explain it to people or tell them, I was like, I'm just helping you experience yourself. That's really all I'm doing. <laughs> and, and, you know, and I've worked with you and that's pretty much what was happening there. It's just, okay, how can we offer tools or guidance for you to go deeper into your own experience? And so now you have a background in, well, yeah, a lot of different stuff, right? You mentioned studying these uh, different arts and philosophies and right, uh, you do martial arts and yeah, the, the tantra and all that stuff. So can you touch on this kind of how to live a healthy life? You know, like what brought you to all these? How do you live this like healthy, balanced life, you know, with the mind, body, spirit, um, using the practices that you've learned from these different traditions? Um, his name is Carlos de Leon, and he he has a fantastic uh, website you can check out. It's called uh, ontogony.com, uh, and he offers uh, both courses in English and Spanish. So so uh, yeah, basically it's, it's it's his teachings I'm bringing into my own life. And to answer the question, uh, um, and I guess to kind of wrap things up today, uh, the always the practice, whatever it is, Tantra, Buddhism, psychotherapy, earth medicine, whatever it is, philosophy, astrology, uh, it should be always adapted to the person and never the person to the, to the method. So like all the models, all the methods, they should always be flexible. They should always adapt to you and you should always ask yourself, is this working for me? Like as, as, as people, as, as consumers of spirituality, I, I dare say, today, we need to always be checking in with ourselves and say, what do I need? What do I want? Like, is this working for me? Is this making me happy? And one of the things that I notice a lot now is a tendency to people trying to design their life, to kind of create the ideal life that they want to have. You know? And I think this is a mistake because I think this comes from the mind. This comes from ego. I think the idea is to do a work that helps you shed away layers of your ego instead of creating more. Um, so body, mind, and spirit, or you can say energy, mind, spirit, body, it should all come into something that makes sense in very simple way, in very simple terms doesn't matter what you study, what you do, what you practice, you have to be able to explain it to a child. Otherwise, it's not really, it's not really working out. Um, I think that uh, one thing that I like to say is, I, I always try to, 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 be, to be good to, to other people, to not hurt other people, to love other people. Uh, if I can't love other people, if I notice that I'm not loving other people, I, I try to at least not project my neurosis and my trauma onto them to hurt them. But if I can't do this and if I notice that I am in a 
negative dynamic of, 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 of angry or anger or hatred or whatever, I'm just kind of cooked with this person or, or situation, then I try to ask for help, professional therapy help. Or, or So first is guide yourself by, okay, do I love this, this situation? Do I love this person? Do I, am I open to them and free? If the answer is yes, then you have no problem there. No. Then if the answer is no, then ask yourself, okay, am I projecting all my crap? Am I transferring all my, all my, all my baggage onto them? Uh, and thus creating suffering for, for both of us. And then, then if the answer is yes, then, then, then you need help in that area. And it's nice to go to therapy with a specific thing in mind, you know. It's easy, as you know, as you did. Uh, I remember you came to therapy and you said, okay, Damien, I have this problem. Okay, easy. Let's work it. My very direct personality in <laughs> mind. Um, and then, so what are, what can people do, you know, just for them, for themselves at home uh, as they start just to live an embodied spiritual, healthy life? You know, maybe there's someone who are, isn't quite sure what their purpose is, or they want to get into something, they want to help people. They want to be some kind of healer, but you know, they're, they haven't fully, fully dove into, you know, their own shadow and, and drama, but they're, they're ready to. So what are some things they can do just like to get started themselves? Do they start with the body? Do they start with the mind? Is it mm. journaling, meditation? Okay. So uh, again, following the ontogony idea, the, there are three, three, three things. You, you work with uh, your energy, you develop your, your life force, your chi, your prana, which can be done through yoga, qigong, shamanic practices, all that. Uh, on the second, uh, um, Number two, you work with the clarity, with clarifying your your baggage, your uh, your identity, who you are. So you do that through any type of psychotherapy, psychotherapeutic work, which can be done through regressions, hypnosis, uh, body psychotherapy, uh, uh, chakra work, uh, anything that helps you clarify what's going on with you. And finally, you you work with a cultivating uh, observation your observer so through meditation any meditative spiritual contemplative practice so so again to make it clear you need to develop your life energy and he and heal your body and your energy you need to clarify your neurosis in some sort of therapy and you need to open and develop your observer in some sort of meditation or contemplation and one thing I, I would like to say to people who are um, thinking of becoming a healer, um, choose something that resonates with, your, with you, that makes you intuitively you feel happy about and stick with it for a while. Like don't just try it for a few months, uh, at least do it for a year, for a full year for, that you, before you start uh, sharing with people. Like it's not okay to go in, on, a, on a weekend workshop or on a weekend retreat and then uh, start uh, offering it to your clients really like there's a lot of uh, uh, you know fast food therapists nowadays and if you really want to help someone it's, it takes time it takes effort dedication unfortunately it's, it takes money uh, and time but uh, if you find something that you like just don't worry too much about what it is if you res if it resonates with you try it 
try it out on yourself. Don't believe it, what they say. Read the philosophy, understand the theory, but also always test it. And um, if it doesn't smell right, don't stay. <laughs> uh, also, that's also important, you know? If for any reason it doesn't resonate with your core values. Uh, also, something you can do is, is find someone who has been on the path uh, for, for a longer, longer than you and ask them, ask them for what, what they think. Um, also, what people can do is uh, they can follow me on my social media and I can share some stuff. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, yeah, look at people who seem serious, no? Use your, use your discernment and, uh, like you, 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 I know you've been traveling around looking for stuff and, uh, and, uh, the transformation you've had, Mike, over the, the years that I've known you is fantastic. It's like huge, uh, huge transformation and really like the, the compass that has guided you is your heart, no? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I made the, ever since having my first initial spiritual awakenings, I made the, the decision to follow my heart wherever that took me. And it was very challenging and painful. And I thought that meant it was supposed to be easy when you do that, but I was very wrong. Uh, but it's been an amazing journey. <laughs> so yeah, share, share your Instagram, share the best way to reach out and you know, Spanish and English friendly. So where can people find you? How can people work with you, you know, you do a bunch of stuff, you know, dream, dream stuff and, you know, like Qigong and all kinds of stuff, whatever people, you know, so just share whatever, whatever you got. Sure. Actually, I'm, I'm putting out some new courses now online uh, for the remainder of the year uh, in Spanish. But if there's enough uh, interest in English, I'm, I'm also willing to open that up. People can find me on uh, my website and social media. Uh, it's the same handle. It's my name, my full name, uh, Damian Orbananos, really. Uh, Damian Orbananos, but the, the way you spell it is Damian Orbananos. Um, and they, you guys can find me on most uh, platforms, social media platforms. And oh. nowadays I'm more active in, on Instagram uh, and, uh, and my website as well. All right, well, everyone, check it out. Uh, I recommend and Damien, thanks for uh, being here, brother. This was fun, and uh, I think we ought to do it again in the future. Dive into some more specific topics because um, yeah, this was was dense and full and just right. But obviously, you know, we could talk about so many different things. I still, I would also like to have a a chat about um, like psychedelics or healthy use of psychedelics and everything going on there. Um, and a bunch of other stuff as well. So let's do it again in the future. Mike, thanks a lot for your time. Uh, fantastic questions. I uh, wish you the best in this new endeavor, in this new uh, birth of podcast uh, that coincides with your, with your second son. So fantastic. Congratulations on both. And uh, yeah, talk to you soon, brother. Thank you.